If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer or tablet. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many others. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listen- listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Well, good morning from the Anonymous Socialist. It's Friday, February 7th, 8.36 a.m. Pacific Time. So, overnight, a few things have happened. So the Associated Press is still unwilling to call the election, despite um, Iowa releasing 100% of the results. And uh, Sneaky Pete is still trying to ride the wave of um, adulation, evidently, that he's getting from faking this win, despite the fact that he's 6,000 votes under Bernie in the Iowa caucuses. Um, The SDE calculations for state delegate equivalents, which he's 0.1%, I think it's like two SDEs over Bernie in the IDP, Iowa Democratic Party calculations, is entirely ridiculous. And so uh, yesterday, I, I think maybe around 6 or 7 p.m. Eastern Time, I think it was, uh, Bernie's campaign dropped another press release and uh, declared Bernie the winner, um, not only in the popular vote, but also in SDEs. And the real mic drop was that they included 14 uh, instances where there were mistakes made in the IBP tabulation in calculating SDEs and showing that Bernie also won the SDE count. Um, So the media is, you know, some of the mainstream media is is giving Pete the win despite the facts that... uh, there are clear errors being called out all over Twitter um, and even the New York Times, um, who is, you know, typically not a huge fan of Bernie's. Um, and one would think that they might be more of a fan of latte, somewhat liberal identity politics, Pete. Um, even the New York Times has been calling out the tabulation errors um, in, I I believe, the SDE count, um, and how multiple precincts have either, you know, they're not showing up in the results at all, or their um, SDE delegate counts, you know, down at the precinct level inside certain counties are just factually incorrect. 
um, in the um, results posted on the IDP, Iowa Democratic Party website. So the bad news is that um, because of Pete declaring victory, he evidently has gotten a bump in some polls in New Hampshire, um, putting him you know, only one or two percentage points, supposedly, behind Bernie. Whereas we thought, really, until maybe yesterday, that Bernie had a very clear, kind of a landslide win, um, maybe happening in New Hampshire. It looks now like they're tied, sadly. So, people in New Hampshire, if you're listening, Bernie people... We have to pull out all the fucking stops. Um, So, uh, we need to be exposing Pete um, for essentially lying and cheating his way through the Iowa caucus and declaring victory when he was not the victor. Um, And hopefully the debate tonight is going to help Bernie... Um, I know yesterday I watched the CNN town hall with Bernie and he basically killed it. Um, I watched part of Pete's CNN town hall and it was just pathetic, um, really. Um, so just no real there, there, you know, he, he's substanceless. He, he's, he's vague. He's, I don't know, he's, he's more vague than Hillary Clinton. He's a, he's a marketing scheme. He's not a real person. It's, it's, you know, if you, if you start dissecting Pete Buttigieg and look at, you know, his resume and it, you know, everything is calculated and, um, You know, if you look at the photos from when he was supposedly in the military and, you know, everything is just a photo op. Everything in his resume is like something out of Westworld, if you're familiar with, if you, you know, it, it's like he's a robot and he's just been constructed. Sorry, my, uh, you're going to hear some, uh, drop-ins from my dogs. They're, uh, playing this morning. Um. So, I think uh, we have to keep our eyes on the prize. Um, you know, the other thing that I wanted to talk about with, with Pete, and, and I've seen some rumors, you know, well, not rumors, but, um, you know, evidently the DNC has already scheduled a presidential debate after the convention to take place in South Bend, Indiana. I think it's on September 26th before the general election. And so, yes, I can see how we could look at that and say, oh, okay, so the DNC has already planned on Pete being the nominee. Um, I, you know, the, the problem with Pete or for Pete is, you know, and I can say this as being a queer person myself, is that he has absolutely no chance after... Iowa, New Hampshire, and Nevada of hitting, you know, hitting South Carolina, um, he has no chance of Southern conservative Democrats 
older African-American conservatives voting for an out gay man. You know, I hate to say that, being queer myself, <clears throat> but it's just not possible. And, you know, the thing that I would say is that as far as LGBTQ uh, equality, and, you know, certainly over the past several years, we've made, you know, a lot of advances, but there is still a lot of homophobia in the United States. And, you know, I mean, am I glad, even though I don't like Pete, I mean, am I glad that, you know, for the first time in, you know, the two major parties at least, um, that we have an openly gay candidate? Of course. Um, I just wish that it wasn't him. I wish it was someone better. But even now, in the year 2020, the United States is not prepared <clears throat> to elect an openly gay man or woman um, as the nominee or certainly as president of the United States. Um, I think that's another 10 to 20 years out, probably at best, sadly. So... Um, but I do think that Pete is potentially being used as a mercenary. I think Pete knows that he can't or won't be the nominee. He has no path to the nomination. Um, even the mainstream media, you know, the neoliberal latte limousine liberal, uh, you know, media and uh, pundits, you know, so for example, 538, um, I think 538, who, you know, I think yesterday they're, they're predicting that <coughs> Bernie will win up to 48 out of the 50 state primaries and caucuses, and that he has the highest chance, two out of five, of being the actual nominee, um, everyone else having much lower chances or probabilities. So I think we just kind of have to um, hold our nose and, you know, push for Bernie to win in New Hampshire and Nevada, most importantly, um, and keep Pete from pulling out any kind of a win or even a tie in either of those states. Um, I think Bernie's going to do pretty well in South Carolina. I hope he wins, but, you know, the, the, the South um, is, is tough. Um, so, but with Biden falling um, and tanking, um, and if Bernie does win, so even though, you know, to, to most of us that have any common sense, Bernie pulled off a clear win in Iowa, um, despite the debacle, um, I'm not sure that the general public understands, um, you know, some of the nuances involved with that shit show, um, Iowa caucus and the results. So sadly, you know, Bernie, Bernie wasn't able to pull off a clear win in the sense of, you know, landslide that, you know, the whole nation gets it right. So, um, we have to hope that he pulls off a clear win or landslide in New Hampshire 
Um, you know, clearly in 2016, I think it was a landslide in New Hampshire. I mean, that was a two-way race, of course. But I, you know, I think it was like 84% to 16%. You know, 84% of Democratic primary voters voted for Bernie in New Hampshire. Only 16% voted for Hillary. So I don't think in a multi-way race that, you know, we're going to get those kinds of numbers, obviously. But um, if we can get Bernie to win... The primary in New Hampshire and the caucus in Nevada. Uh, I think he's on a very clear path to be the nominee. Um, yes, the DNC is trying to do everything they can um, to stop Bernie. Um, but I think if he pulls these wins off in New Hampshire and in Nevada... Um, you know, I, I saw some hashtags yesterday, too big to rig. I, I think that they may not be able to stop us. Um, and I think also that more and more of the public, you know, even the, you know, people who don't pay that close of attention to politics and who maybe just, you know, kind of sort of listen to the news, I, I think that people understand you know, even people who are not hardcore Bernie Kratz or DSA members or, you know, those of us that are heavily involved in politics, I think that the American public is beginning to see the, the corruption and the rigging um, that is happening inside the Democratic Party and the DNC. And I, I think that most people... We'll, we'll, we'll see it and come to the, the conclusion that, you know, it, if it's not rigging, it's an attempt at rigging. Um, and it, uh, you know, sometimes people like to root for the underdog or the victim. And I think that if, you know, people see Bernie, who is well liked by, you know, I think something like 70 to 80 percent of the American public. If, if, you know, whenever Bernie is attacked, uh, you know, and Hillary has been coming out of her wine cave um, to attack Bernie more and more, it's almost a daily occurrence. Um, I know here in California, another thing I wanted to talk about is that, um, sorry, that's one of my dogs. Um, the, uh, Yesterday, for you know, for the first time in a long time, I was watching uh, broadcast television. Normally, I only watch like Netflix and Hulu and pre-recorded stuff. Um, but I was watching um, CNN um, yesterday for Bernie's town hall, and there. So here in. Uh, California, there are so many commercials running for Bloomberg and for Tom Steyer. Uh, Tom Steyer's TV commercials are not offensive, really, in any way. Um, you know, he, he tries to come across as this nice guy, billionaire. Um, you know, I think probably at a personal level, he, you know, I'm sure he's a nice guy and he's kind of a fanboy of Bernie's for, for whatever reason. Um, but 
Bloomberg's TV commercials are highly offensive. I mean, certainly to progressive people. Um, and there's, I was confused because the, the TV commercials that I saw, um, which were playing, like, by the way, every commercial break, like every, you know, 10 or 15 minutes, um, were heavily based on Obama. And Obama is actually in the commercials visually and talking and praising Bloomberg. So I don't, I mean, apparently Obama is endorsing Bloomberg not Biden. So this is another thing that makes Biden just tank, right? Because his own president, his own boss is not supporting him, clearly. Um, so I'm, I'm far more worried about Bloomberg buying the election than I am about little sneaky Pete at this point. And I think we should all be aware that there are layers to this onion. So I think I might have mentioned earlier um, that I think that Pete is being used as kind of a mercenary and that he's on a mission. He knows that he, you know, his mission is not to become nominee. His, his mission is to just keep Bernie from getting votes. Um, and, you know, someone... You know, I don't know who it is, whether it's Hillary, the DNC, or, you know, any of that cabal, you know, is probably offering him something, right? Like his billionaire donors are, are paying him off to basically tank Bernie um, for the benefit of, I'm presuming, Bloomberg. Um, I don't know. It's, it's unclear. Um, I think they're making this shit up as they go. Um, so that's the other thing I wanted to say is that the, the people inside the DNC and the Democratic Party, um, you know, while certainly they're nefarious, um, they seem to be pretty damn incompetent. Um, you know, I think this Iowa caucus is a perfect example. Um, you know, I don't think that the, the Iowa caucus blowing up was planned. Um, I think that you know, yes, they were planning on using this app and, you know, it, it seems like because of the connections between the app developing company acronym and, and shadow or whatever they're called and ties to the peak campaign and all that stuff, shady as fuck stuff that, you know, I mean, certainly I think there was some, uh, rigging inclusion there. Um, but I think that they didn't plan on the app blowing up. I don't think they planned on the entire caucus becoming a shit show. I think that they were just planning on using that app to manipulate probably not so much the, the popular raw vote totals, but to do de delegate math trickery, uh, fuckery, right? With, with these SDE state delegate equivalent totals, which you know, they probably knew that Bernie would win in the popular vote, but under the caucus, you know, the state caucus delegate uh, selection plan, the, the winner of the Iowa caucus is declared by using SDE counts, not by popular vote. Bernie intentionally set them up by forcing their hand and forcing them to reveal 
popular vote totals, which is something that they've never done, as far as I know, in any state's caucus before. They never wanted the popular vote totals revealed because that would show that the, you know, the winner typically of these caucuses was not the popular vote winner. Um, so I think we're going to see a similar thing in Nevada where Bernie is going to kill it in terms of popular vote in, in the caucus there. But again, um, how they calculate the delegate math and totals is going to be fuckery. Um, you know, they, they can't use the superdelegates anymore, but this whole business about, um, I don't know if I would call it fractional delegates in this case, but certainly the way they calculate um, and allocate um, delegates in the precincts is very tricky. Um, intentionally so, I think. You know, how they round up, they round down. Um, so... <coughs> Excuse me. I have a little bit of a cold. Um, I think that we're going to continue to see fuckery in the state caucuses in how they calculate delegate math. Um... But now that Bernie has forced them to show the popular vote totals, you know, it's, it's going to be clear that, that he won, even if they try to fuck with the delegate math. Um, I think the primaries are going to be much clearer um, because those are based on popular vote totals and not on delegate math for declaring winners. So, so I think we just have to keep pushing, and, and I know it's really easy to get sidetracked by Pete or by, you know, who's like the shiny object. You know, he's appearing on every TV show, and he's on The View, and, you know, um, getting all this praise. I mean, it, he seems to be especially well-liked by... Um, Kind of Generation X and Boomer, white, liberal, you know, latte liberal, limousine liberal women, um, for whatever reason. Um, but I think in other sectors of the population, I mean, certainly within communities of color, um, he has no real support. Um, you know, of course he has support within the LGBTQ community, I think, to some extent. I don't really understand it because even though Bernie's not LGBTQ himself, I mean, he has been a huge supporter of our community since, you know, basically the late 60s, early 70s, and very openly so. Um, so I think we just have to remember that yes, the DNC is doing their little fuckery here and there, but it's it's kind of incompetent and it's kind of opportunist and, you know, their plans don't really ever go the way that they, you know, they're, they're you know, if we made an analogy to like the Wizard of Oz, right? The So if you, you know, most of you have maybe seen that movie, hopefully, um, you know, but where it's when Dorothy goes in and the curtain goes back and it's revealed that the wizard is not this scary person, he's this little tiny dwarf midget guy and he's just back there twirling buttons and blowing smoke and projections and you know he's really like this meek harmless person so I think that that's Pete he's he's the wizard behind the curtain 
Um, so he he he's. I mean, he has potential to do harm to Bernie in trying to steal Bernie's thunder, um, but that's going to fade quickly, I think, certainly after Nevada. Um, we just have to keep Bernie on top, and we have to keep pushing the policy stuff, too. Um, you know, Bernie's policies are what the American public like. You know, um, I think that you know, Medicare for All, I think, has like a 70% approval rating. Um, you know, free public college university trade school tuition has very high approval ratings amongst the American public. Um, student debt forgiveness, I mean, um, living wage, I mean, all of these things are things that people want. None of the policies that Buttigieg or certainly Bloomberg. I don't think Bloomberg really talks about any policies. He's just a Republican who wants to get Trump out. Um, but, you know, Pete's policies are just milk toast, you know, more of the same, third way, Wall Street, whore, Democrat, you know, Republican light, or maybe even full-on Republican policy agendas that, that, you know, that make no sense except to really conservative people. And I think that's a minority of the American public. So, um, I think we just have to keep pushing, 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 pushing ahead, um, and not allow, we know now, I think that Pete's being used as a mercenary with the DNC to try and fuck up Bernie's popularity and, um, you know, is being used as a tool by the DNC and the party establishment to try and keep Bernie from pulling off huge wins in these early states. And I think that, you know, if we keep pushing, there, there are ways to, you know, yes, he's probably going to carve off some, you know, percentage points here and there from Bernie having as huge of a win as maybe he might have had if he'd been able to truly be declared the winner by the media in Iowa. Um, so I guess the, the thing is, you know, we have to put the pedal to the metal. I mean, we have to keep pressing the gas pedal to the floor. I mean, this is not going to be easy. It's going to be really hard. Um, but I think that too big to rig may actually be the case now with Bernie. I think that the DNC and the Democratic Party establishment and even the establishment media are very, very scared um, that Bernie's going to become the nominee. And basically, the reason they don't like him is because if he becomes president, he's going to shut all their crooked shit down. You know, it's going to affect everybody's wallets, right? All these rich people and the nepotism and the corruption and all that stuff. So that's what they're afraid of. Um, because Bernie will expose them for, for being the crooks that they are, right? So, um, so I think we just have to keep going. We have to keep our heads up, not get depressed. Um, and, you know... Pete's really a nothing burger, um, and he's just this shiny, flashy new object 
that's being used by the DNC, it's not going to work. <coughs> I would say that we have to be more scared about Bloomberg because Bloomberg has much more money, even though Pete has 40-some billionaires helping him. Uh, Bloomberg, who's worth 50 to 60 billion dollars and who is looking at spending up to a billion dollars, I've read in some places, on this election to try and buy it, that's what we have to be concerned about. Um, so, uh, keep, we just have to keep, keep pushing Bernie. So, don't get depressed. Um, if you have to go outside for a walk and smash a plate on the ground or something to vent, do it. Um, but please keep phone banking for Bernie. Please keep texting for Bernie. Please keep pushing Bernie. And not only pushing Bernie, but pushing our movement and pushing the policies and the, you know, agenda that we have and that Bernie has, um, you know, the democratic socialist policies that are going to help, you know, not only those of us here living in the United States, but also through the Green New Deal and through improved foreign policy, um, help the entire planet. You know, there are people from all over the world who are pushing for Bernie to be president. Um, I think even in Iowa, I think we had people from dozens of countries there um, helping with the caucuses and door knocking and, you know, phone banking and texting. And, you know, it's, it's really part of a worldwide movement. Um, we have to step back a little bit and realize that, you know, yes... Um, Bernie's a U.S. phenomenon, but it really, he is well-known worldwide, and people are pushing for him. I certainly know friends of mine in Europe are very pro-Bernie, um, who are socialists or in green parties or whatever in Europe. Um, so we, we just have to keep pushing and don't give up. Um, don't throw in the towel, because that's what they want us to do. We have to just keep pushing. So, hopefully Bernie will come out today, or Jeff Weaver. Uh, Jeff Weaver seems to be the press release mic drop guy. Um, and Bernie's getting feisty. Um, so, he may come out with another mic drop today. Drop a bomb. Um, so, or he may drop a bomb tonight during the debate um, on Pete. Maybe he's going to start being a little more aggressive with Pete um, now um, that the gloves are off with the whole Iowa deal. I'm quite sure that the debate moderators are going to bring up this Iowa caucus shit show. And hopefully it will give Bernie an opportunity to call out Pete for declaring a victory when he does, you know clearly was not the victor in terms of popular vote. Everybody gets that. The winner is the person who gets the most votes. Not the not the person who, you know, is able to manipulate like crooked uh you know, delegate math that means nothing. Um so um donate to Bernie if you can and if you can afford it. Phone bank text, put out lawn signs, if you can travel to states, if you, 
uh, have the ability, I don't for a bunch of different reasons, but if you have the ability to travel to these early states or to any of the states in the schedule, including, you know, California, Super Tuesday, um, please do it. Um, the planet's at stake, um, really, um, you know, um, this is kind of our last chance, um, Bernie or, you know, of course there's the Bernie or bust movement, which I consider myself to be part of, um, but at this point I call it Bernie or apocalypse, because if we don't get Bernie in, I think he's the only one that can beat Trump. And if we don't get some, you know, Bernie in or someone like him who is going to work on stuff like the Green New Deal and try and, you know, shut down these fossil fuel companies, not not to mention big pharma, um, you know, the, the, the medical, I call it the medical industrial complex, you know, these big health insurance companies and everything else. I mean, we're just going to be in a downward spiral. So, um... Let's think of utopia, not dystopia. Um, we're already in a, uh, you know, a Trump dystopia, a climate change dystopia. Um, let's, you know, let's move towards the utopian, not the dystopian. Anyway, signing off. Keep your head up. <laughs>